0: Time now for this week's Anderson Healy Show, powered by Elevation, the Sun Devils preferred home energy technology company. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's installment of the Anderson Healy Show. This is the Sun Devil Radio Network program that gets you up to speed on all the latest news in Arizona State University Sun Devil Athletics. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football, men's basketball, and baseball. Happy that you joined us this week. My co-host. As always, Arizona State Vice President for University Athletics, Ray Anderson. Good day, Ray. How have you been?
1: I'm doing good, Tim. Hope you're doing well as we're uh, recording this show. I'm at the Pac-12 conference meetings uh, out here in uh, beautiful Scottsdale. A lot going on in the sports world generally and certainly on our campus. So doing well. Hope you are.
0: I am indeed and lots to talk about and some good news really to start this week's show with. We begin... With some great news, to be very candid, on the academic front regarding the classroom performance of Arizona State University's student athletes. As announced this past Tuesday by the NCAA, the academic progress rate, or APR, of Sun Devil student athletes over the four year period from 2018 19 to the 2021-22 academic years, averaged 9.95 out of a possible 1,000. That ties Arizona State's all-time high and is the best in the Pac-12 for the second consecutive year. The academic progress rate, as you may know, is a metric devised a few years back by the NCAA, which tracks the academic progress of each school's student-athletes, and it includes factors such as eligibility, retention, graduation, all those factor in in calculating a school's APR number and overall it provides a clear picture of the academic culture of each sports program and the academic culture of each school's athletic department. Generally a score below 930 is one where schools could face penalties So you can understand why a 995 out of a possible 1000 is a spectacular number for Arizona state and Ray clearly the academic culture in Sun Devil athletics just continues to be off the charts.
1: But it's something we're profoundly proud of Tim Uh, and it's done first and foremost through the dedication and the commitment uh, of our student athletes with the support from their coaches and all of our ops people, but indeed our academic counseling uh, group led by Andrea Lore, and, of course, Gene Boyd was originally involved and in, in Alonzo Jones and Skip and Kelly and the others down there, I can't name them all, uh, really are the reason for the success. But uh, you have it right. It's a culture where the student part of the student-athlete experience uh, is absolutely emphasized and underscored here from the first time we make contact with a prospective student-athlete you're coming here first and foremost for an academic elite experience, and we will provide the athletic part of it. So uh, the the message has gotten very loud and clear and uh, the fact that for the second year in a row now, we lead the Pac-12. Last year was the first time ever that anybody in the Pac-12 had surpassed Stanford, uh, and now we have surpassed Stanford and everyone else uh, for the second consecutive year. So it's a tribute to all the – commitment by all the stakeholders starting with our student-athletes. We are absolutely proud of this accomplishment.
0: As well you should be. And uh, let's take a little bit of a deep dive into some of these APR numbers. Nine Sun Devil sports teams earned a perfect APR APR score of 1,000 over the multi-year period and all nine sports continued streaks of perfect multi multi-year scores men's golf has the longest such streak nine in a row women's golf and gymnastics have earned perfect apr scores seven consecutive years men's tennis has five straight perfect multi-year scores women's swimming and diving and beach volleyball four in a row And men's basketball and softball, three straight multi-year scores of 1,000. In addition, Ray, 11 Sun Devil Athletics teams led the Pac-12 with their multi-year APR average. Men's basketball, beach volleyball, men's and women's golf, gymnastics, lacrosse, softball, men's and women's swimming and diving, men's tennis, and wrestling outstanding work by your student athletes and by your academic support staff and what great timing for this news given the fact that spring uh, semester graduation exercises take place next week
1: yes it is a a joyful time tim and again uh when you recite those stats it just gives you uh, a lot of uh, commitment uh, uh to continue this kind of emphasis in our culture we are an academic institution First and foremost, and our student athletes have bought into that. So, yes, uh, we don't mean to be beating our chest too, too 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 hard, but you know what? There's reason for doing it because we've now shown that it is a consistent part of the expectations here at Sun Devil Athletics. And so, when you when you see graduation uh, on Monday and some of the other ceremonies next week, and you'll see our student athletes uh, in their stoles and in their gowns having achieved. Great academic progress as well as graduation. It's it's just an exciting time here, uh, and the academic part of that is critical for us. So very proud of the whole Sun Devil Athletic Nation.
0: Great news with which to begin this week's show. I think we'd all agree. Moving on, I have a simple question for our listeners. Tennis, anyone? Or maybe better said, post-season tennis, anyone? Both the Arizona State women's and men's tennis teams are headed to the NCAA tournament in 2023. And for the Sun Devil women, it will be the program's 35th consecutive appearance in the NCAA tournament and the 37th in the 39-year tenure of legendary Arizona State head women's tennis coach Sheila McInerney. The Sun Devils are headed to Knoxville, Tennessee, where this coming Friday, May 5th, the Sun Devils will take on the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest, and if ASU advances, they will move on the next day to take on either Southeast Missouri State or the host school, the 15th-ranked Volunteers of the University of Tennessee. But another year, another NCAA tournament birth for the incomparable Sheila McInerney and her squad.
1: And that is exactly a right description for Sheila, incomparable, 35 years in a row, uh, and our women's tennis team just – Uh, keeps competing at the highest level. Uh, I think we mentioned that their home schedule, the regular season, undefeated at home, back-to-back victories over UCLA and USC, uh, uh, and just relentless. And so very, very proud of Sheila. Uh, And very frankly, that's an expectation in her program now. She's been doing it so long. Uh, You don't come here to play women's tennis and not expect to be in the NCAA postseason, and that's a wonderful place to be in and embedded in a lot of the things we've talked about already, Tim, is how important the non revenue uh, sports are. All the sports are important. It's not just football, men's basketball, but all these experiences for uh, our women, uh, our our non revenue sports, our Olympic sports, uh, they're a great point of pride for us and reflected in what you're talking about is why it's so important to have the complement of programs that we do, these student athlete experiences are uh, not to be taken for granted and to have our, our tennis and all the other sports that you mentioned that aren't just football, men's basketball doing so well in the classroom and on the playing fields. It's just uh, and we're very proud of it, Tim.
0: Should, as you should be, as we mentioned. Uh, and by the way, women's tennis 35-year streak of NCAA tournament appearances is believed to be the longest by any Arizona State program or by any Arizona State coach in the history of Sun Devil athletics. Meanwhile, the Sun Devil men's tennis team is also NCAA tournament-bound. Coach Matt Hill's squad is in the postseason for the first time since 2019 and they will be headed back east to Boston, Massachusetts this weekend, where on Friday morning the Sun Devils will take on the Fighting Illini of the University of Illinois, and then if the Devils win that match on Friday, Ray, they will face either Siena or the regional hosts, the 11th-ranked Harvard Crimson in uh, the second round on Saturday.
1: Yes, Matt Hill and the men's tennis team has also done a good job and came back Uh, uh, after three years absence, uh, one of which was caused by COVID. But we're back at it, and so we're going to get in the postseason, go back to Boston, uh, and hopefully take care of business on the East Coast. But proud of both teams and certainly proud that Matt has brought this team back to the postseason, Tim.
0: Also headed to NCAA postseason competition, notice a theme going on here at the beginning of this week's show, the eight-time national champion Sun Devil women's golf team. As Coach Missy Farke's Sun Devils will head to Raleigh, North Carolina, early next week to compete in the NCAA Raleigh Regional. The Sun Devils will be seeking their sixth all-time regional championship and their first since their most recent national championship season of 2017. It is a 12-team field in the Raleigh Regional this year race, meaning the Sun Devils will advance if they can be one of the top five finishing teams in Raleigh.
1: Yes, and uh, Missy uh, doing a great job with this uh, team. Uh, They're going back there with the expectations that they're going to play really well uh, and then uh, get on to the regionals and then come on here for the national championships that we're going to have at Greyhawk hosting for the third year, as you know. So one step at a time, though, but when Missy and our young ladies go on the road, uh, they go with a tenacity and expectation of success, and I believe very firmly that we're going to see that. So congratulations to Missy and our women's golfer for advancing yet again to the NCAA postseason, Tim.
0: One other women's golf note to pass along. Congratulations are in order for Sun Devil Ashley Many, who has been chosen to compete in the 2023 Arnold Palmer Cup competition, June 8th through 10th in the late Arnold Palmer's hometown of Ligonier, Pennsylvania. The Palmer Cup considered to be the premier international golf competition that features only college golfers. So it's quite an honor for Ashley and Ray, quite an honor for Arizona State as well.
1: Yes, it is. And Ashley's played so well uh, all year. And to be invited to the Palmer Cup and go play in uh, that famous course back there in uh, Ohio will be a lot of fun, but it's a real uh, tribute to her and certainly to the entire program uh, and to Missy and Michelle, her two coaches. I'm sure they're profoundly proud Tim.
0: Sun Devil men's golf is coming off a second-place finish at last week's Pac-12 championships that took place in Stanford, California. Arizona State finished the tournament six-under par, trailing only the uh, conference champion and host, Stanford Cardinal. Coach Matt Thurman's ASU squad will find out later this week, Ray, their NCAA regional destination and seating.
1: Yes, that'll be fun. They went up there to Stanford, had a really good first two days, Fell off a little bit, but the home team, Stanford, on their own course, they found a way. Uh, but we're second in the Pac-12, a very, very strong uh, golf conference, as we all know. So uh, Matt and his team will, will, will be prepared to go wherever they're seated uh, and then play well and look to work their way back to, again, the championship uh, uh, site at Greyhawk uh, in the next three or four weeks. So excited about men's golf as well, Tim.
0: Sun Devils softball will be in bounce back mode this coming weekend as ASU will travel to Oregon State for a three game series against the Beavers in Corvallis this Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Coach Megan Bartlett's Sun Devils were swept this past weekend at home by the Stanford Cardinal, losing by scores of four to two. Eight to one and an eight inning, five to two decision on Sunday afternoon. Arizona State now twenty one and twenty three overall this season, five and sixteen in Pac twelve play. It's been a rough first year uh, for Megan's uh, program in Pac twelve play, right?
1: Yes, and you know she's working on it. I was out there Saturday and part of Sunday for uh, Senior Day, and one thing's for sure is there they continue to compete. Yes, there's they're struggling uh, on the mound and hitting. Uh, at a level that would make you elite in the Pac-12. But uh, there's nobody giving up out there, Tim. And we've had uh, (laughs) uh, the 10 seniors who we'll see graduate and move on, trying to mesh with uh, a lot of young players. That's a hard transition, particularly for a first-year coach uh, here uh, at this level. So Megan's doing a nice job uh, with the culture. We always say you do that first and the wins will come. Uh, So I'm pleased with the progress because when I watch him play, there's no one pouting. There's no one giving up. There's no one moping around. They're just hitting some tough uh, luck against some really good teams, but they're making progress in terms of their culture. I'm very, very pleased with that.
0: And one interesting footnote uh, and an encouraging one at that, I would say that despite the difficult season in terms of wins and losses. Sun Devil softball set a new program attendance record in 2023. The average attendance for a softball game at Farrington Stadium this year was just under 1,400 fans per game, and that ray is the best in Arizona State softball history.
1: Yes, and uh, you know that's a reflection of the folks that who witness and see our uh, team and our coaches uh, coach out there know we're giving maximum effort uh, and and know that there's some excitement. And softball is just a great and emerging game as well. So we get a lot of uh, younger folks and teams getting out there. Uh, But I also think it's a reflection of the fact that people believe that we're headed in the right direction, and this is a worthy team to come out and support. And then you have to give uh, a lot of credit to our marketing uh, and our sponsorship folks. They're doing a good job promoting uh, uh, our new uh, coach and a young roster uh, that's just going to get better. So a combination of those things, in my view, uh, make for a very, very strong attendance. Uh, it's an attractive program and an offering for uh, our community, and I'm glad people are coming out and rooting for this team, too.
0: We mentioned that Sun Devil Softball just got through hosting Stanford this past weekend. The Sun Devil baseball team will host their counterparts from Stanford in a huge three-game Pac-12 series this coming weekend at Phoenix Municipal Stadium, a series in which first place in the conference standings will be on the line. Coming up, we'll get a series preview and a team update on ASU baseball from second-year Sun Devil pitching coach Sam Peraza. But first, let's take a timeout. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network.
2: Hey, it's Paul Calvisi, and if there's one thing
0: all top teams have in common, it's consistent performance. And that's what you're going to find up and down the full lineup of Ford trucks and SUVs. From tailgating
2: to towing, on the job or on vacation, Ford has the right vehicle for you with performance that never quits. See that full Ford lineup today. Just stop by your Arizona Ford dealers or visit BuyFordNow.com. Proud partner of the
0: ASU Sun Devils. Go Devils. 75%
2: of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off, and your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. Get your forks up, Sun Devil fans, because Bar-S, the number one selling hot dog brand in America, is now a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. From hot dogs and sausages to bacon, ham, turkey, corn dogs, and more, Bar-S offers an all-star lineup of delicious mealtime and game-time meat. Grab one of the new Bar-S Sun Devil sausages next time you're at the stadium, and head to your nearest grocery store to score some Bar-S today. Bar-S, a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics.
0: We continue now with the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is our weekly program that brings you all the latest news in Arizona State Sun Devil sports. Along with ASU Athletic Director Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, and Ray and I are delighted you joined us this week. The surprising Sun Devil baseball team is gearing up for a huge three-game home series with the defending Pac-12 champion, and current league-leading Stanford Cardinal. Stanford will take a one-half game lead over Arizona State in the Pac-12 standings into the series opener this Friday evening at Phoenix Municipal Stadium. And Joining us this week to help preview the ASU Stanford series and update us on the Sun Devil baseball team is Arizona State's second-year pitching coach, and recruiting coordinator, Sam Peraza. Sam's great to see you. You and I haven't seen each other in about 24 hours, have we?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Great to be on. Thanks for having me on, Tim.
0: I'd imagine uh, there weren't a whole lot of folks that probably would have pegged an early May weekend series between Stanford and Arizona State to be a series that would match the top two teams in the Pac-12 conference standings. And yet here we are. And here it is, this weekend, ready to take place. So what do you think are some of the primary qualities that have enabled your club to remain in contention all year long for a a Pac-12 championship?
3: Well, I think the biggest thing is we found ways to win. Um, You know, we've won some close games this year where that wasn't the case last year, but it's been something different. I know uh, our hitting's been pretty consistent all year long, but it's always been a different guy. Early part of the year, I thought we were throwing the ball better uh, we had some one-nothing wins there against San Diego State and against Washington State. I thought we, we won some close games. But, you know, this group is resilient, as you know, and, and they just don't quit and they find a way to win. And, and the best thing is they pick each other up. So I think uh, combined with that and the culture change of, of what Coach Boonquist has brought, you know, I think in many ways, like you said, not many people would have thought, but I think we're a year ahead of uh, of where we anticipated to be when we when we took over this job.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that to us on the road a couple of weeks ago, and I think that's uh, spot on point. This is probably about a year ahead of schedule where you are right now. And as I look at your team and broadcast these games, to me, the most compelling aspect of your play, it incorporates a lot of the qualities you talked about, but it's this team's uncanny ability to come from behind late and win ball games. ASU has trailed in 17 of its 29 wins this year. Uh, Sunday's 9-6 win at Oregon marked the fourth time this year that the Devils have won a game in which they trailed at one point by five or more runs. Where, in your opinion, Sam, do these kids get the qualities that enable them to do that?
3: Well, I think it starts at the top. It starts with, with our head coach, and he, he preaches not to give up and mentality, and that's kind of what we recruited. You know, we had a big turnaround in, uh, in our roster this past year, and, and some people might have thought it was a little bit of a shock how many guys we were bringing in or, you know, let go into into uh, getting themselves in the transfer portal. But it was about recruiting the, the makeup and the mentality, and I think it's showing. These guys don't quit. Uh, they they have a love and, and a respect for uh, the history of ASU baseball, and they want to live up to it. And uh, I think the biggest thing is as you look – and. You know the, the hitters have, have come from behind. There's no finger pointing. They know that we're just trying to keep it close and and give those guys a chance to to do what they do. So, um, in many ways, it's been it's been absolutely you know one of the most uh, entertaining team I've had in 18 years of college baseball. That's for sure.
0: That's a great way to put it, entertaining, because that they have been. And Sunday's game at Oregon was a perfect example. After t- a couple of tough losses in the first two games of the series to the Ducks by scores of 11-5 to 5 and 16-10, to 10, which resulted in ASU's first and so far only Pac-12 series loss of the year, your team comes back on Sunday. They're trailing 5 nothing and haven't gotten a hit yet through five innings. And yet two innings later, they're leading seven to five. They win it nine to six. To me, that was a huge character win.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it showed, uh, I think, one of the, the, if you want to point to how we're winning games and why we're a year ahead of the curve is you could look no further than a guy like Luke Hill and his performance from day to day. You know, that Saturday when we when we lost uh, pretty handily, he was, uh, I think he was over for 4 with four strikeouts before our Coach took him out yes. of the game. And he comes back with a, with a three to four hit game, a home run and a double to get inches closer. I mean, that's, you know, that's showing that you, these guys are able to brush bad things off from day to day and just continue to work. So, you know, if you want to look to see how we've won some games, it's, it's no, you could look no further than the character of a freshman that we have. You know, he goes over four or four strikeouts, comes back the next day and helps win a crucial game on the road.
0: Absolutely. That's Luke Hill, the freshman shortstop from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Another guy that kind of falls in that category, I think, uh, Sam, is Ross Dunn. He's been your Friday starter most of the year, has struggled the last couple of outings, so he was pushed back to the Sunday start this week. And even though he didn't get credit for the win, I thought he gave you five really solid innings on the mound and gave your team a chance to come back and win. How did you assess his performance, and what's your take on where Ross is right now in terms of his potential to give you more quality innings down the stretch?
3: That's a, that's a great point, Tim. Um, you know, here's a guy that came pretty highly talented with us and did a good job, you know, at the beginning of the year and, and hit a little bit of a of a rut here. And he had two choices. He could have complained about being pushed back to Sunday, or keep working and give ourselves give our team a chance to win, and it, which is what he did. You know, and he went five innings. And most people forget that he also went the first two innings of Wednesday's Fullerton game. So, right. you know, we had to be careful with his pitch count. We're monitoring those guys' pitch count. I think he could have gone a six. And he really, you know, he gave up three earned, and and they weren't loud. They were soft, you know, hits that were finding holes and. You know, at one point I looked up there and I'm like, golly, we got hit around the last two days. Now the ball is just finding the hole. It really didn't seem like it was going to be our weekend, but he stayed with it. He was tough. He kept pitching, just getting as many outs as he could and, you know, turned over the ball to to the bullpen, to, to Owen Stevenson, who's obviously done a great job, and off. And then our offense just, you know, gave us a chance. They came back again, gave us a chance, and put us ahead. So I, I completely agree with you. Ross, just un, unsung hero a little bit. He did a great job and and I talked to him today. He's got a bullpen on Thursday. He's going to go on Sunday again. And he he hasn't complained one time about it. He just keeps saying, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. So that kind of shows you the character of the team and what we're trying to build here in the future. You know, we're trying to get that. I think uh, you get that from some of our freshman arms, too, that don't get a chance to show themselves as much during actual games. But we just threw some live hitters with our freshman uh, arms down there and They do what we ask them to do as well. So that's building a culture down the road. And I think uh, most people would agree that our offense is really strong. And guess what? Those guys get to face those guys, you know, on on those Mm midweeks, on those Wednesday practices. So they're getting prepared. They're going to be okay. They're going to be okay in the future. We just got to get them prepared for what's to come.
0: Sam, I would contend that your offense this year is borderline elite uh, with some of the numbers they're putting up but not just the numbers they're putting up, but the quality of pitching that they're doing it against. A three oh nine team batting average, second best in the pack, 22nd in the nation. The Sun Devils have hit 73 home runs this year, one behind league leader Oregon. 13 home runs were hit by Arizona State this weekend in the three-game series in Eugene against a good – Oregon pitching staff and the previous week you won two out of three and scored 10 or more runs against a program renowned for its pitching in Oregon State Uh, I mean to me that's almost your your offense is bordering on the elite how do you feel about the way this offense has come along
3: no I agree I think we have more explosiveness which was uh, which was was a, a definite point of emphasis for us I thought that you know in the Sun Devil recent past we've had a lot of sluggers but a lot of high strikeout numbers. So I thought when we went out this summer, it was to get a a more athletic type of player that, you know, there's going to be some struggles, but you see the new Contratus of the world, the very athletic third baseman who could also drive the ball and he's going to, you know, get his doubles, get his, get his home runs as well. So I think uh, we're definitely at times in the past at ASU, we may have been scarier in terms of how far they could hit the ball, but I think we're more dynamic this year where Luke Hill, Luke Kisho, they get on base and they could run, you know, Vu, Vu, uh, another freshman, Keen Vu, who's filled mm-hmm. in and left field at times and done a great job with ball and dirt and playing defense. So I think we're really dynamic. I definitely think it's an elite offense and the good news is they're young. So we got a, we got a bright future. And like we talked about in many ways, they're a year ahead of the curve and we're going to see what we could do this year. But, but, The future is definitely bright for what we're trying to do and and get this program back to Omaha.
0: Yeah, it is. And uh, with all due respect to all the other players on the team, to be honest with you, to me, I see uh, MVP, team MVP qualities. And the fellow you just mentioned a moment ago, Luke Kieschel, your second baseman, I mean, he is on an absolute tear right now. He had the go-ahead two-run homer Sunday at Oregon in the seventh inning his third of the series. And by the way, it came off his former teammate at the University of San Francisco, Josh Molaris, the uh, outstanding closer for Oregon. 17 of Luke's last 21 hits have been for extra bases. He's second in the Pac-12 in homers with 14. He's third in RBIs, 48. He could challenge for the Triple Crown. He could challenge for Conference Player of the Year, can he, Sam?
3: Absolutely. And he's the MVP of our clubhouse. Um, The job, all all those numbers you mentioned, Tim, are great. And I think what people and fans need to understand is that he's even better in the clubhouse with our young guys. You know, he's a tough kid. He's not scared to to get on some of the younger freshmen. He's not scared to lend a helping hand as well. And, And he knows that, you know, he's a guy that came in here wanting to play short for us. We did. He was playing shortstop for us in the fall. And he moved to second base, knowing that that's better for not only our current team, but the future of our of our Sun Devil program. So he's done it willingly and he continues to help Luke Hill every single day out there. I think Luke Hill is the player he is because of Luke Keishol. So just uh, I hope he gets a chance to be conference player of the year. But hands down, he's already been our MVP in the clubhouse. That's for sure.
0: You have a great run producer behind him, too, a guy who I think is a bit underrated and Jacob Tobias, your first baseman, 53 RBIs, second most in the Pac-12. He had a home run in all three games of the Oregon series and went back to back with Keishol Sunday in the go ahead inning with a blast off the batter's backdrop and straight away center field. I think his defense has improved at first base as well. Sam, what's your take on Toby's play this year?
3: dramatically his defense has improved dramatically and he's made it a point to care which has been awesome you know he saved us a lot of runs over there I think uh last year he hit well for us and and he was always concerned about the hitting part I think this year he's made himself uh really aware of being a complete player which is awesome and and underrated I I agree you know not for us but he doesn't get as much publicity as, as Hill or Campy when he gets back Ryan Campos but um man, Tobias is just a mainstay in, the, in that lineup and helps uh, just drive in runs day in and day out.
0: That You just mentioned another key point uh, to me about this team this season, how well you've played and you're missing some key parts. I mean, you've missed mm-hmm. one of your best rotation pitchers, Tyler Meyer, all season. Mm-hmm. Your heralded slugger, Ethan Long, has been out. and It will be out the rest of the year, hasn't played since early March. And now your terrific catcher, Ryan Campos, has missed, what, the last 11 or 12 games with an oblique injury. Do you have an update on Campy and how he is progressing uh, uh, towards getting back on the field?
3: Yeah, and uh, don't forget about Jesse Wayne, Scott too. That one hurts right, a little right. bit. Right been a guy that we've relied upon three or four innings, but I do have an update on Campy. He, he caught our bullpens today so he caught some of those freshman arms today. He caught uh Timmy Manning got on 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 the mound and threw a bullpen today. A couple other guys had a bullpen and and can't be caught the the first half of those just to make sure he's feeling good and you know we're hoping he's able to progress and able to go this weekend. That's that's I think this is the first uh weekend that's a realistic possibility that he plays.
0: Wow, that's a great uh, great update and great news cuz uh he is such a key part of this uh, bat, uh this baseball team Ryan Campos and You talk about this weekend series. It's a big challenge awaiting the Sun Devils. First place, Stanford. Boy, they're a tremendously talented team, returning six starting position players from the team that won both the Pac-12 regular season and the first ever Pac-12 tournament championship at Scottsdale Stadium one year ago. Sam, what's your overview on Stanford and what it will take for your club uh, to get a series win this weekend?
3: Yeah, they've been the elite uh, program in the pack the last couple of years, along with UCLA, uh, Oregon State. But you know they've made it to the World Series last year. They're really physical. They return. They're an older team. I think that's the the biggest thing that we've had to battle going into Oregon, playing Stanford. You know, the Oregon State to the world is everyone's everyone's older than we are. So this time of year, that that obviously is a big advantage. So they're they're as good as it gets, man. They they're good on the mound. They're good defensively. They're good offensively. It's going to be a tough series for us. In order for us to win, we we have to pitch better. We have to make sure we limit what they could do and continue to give our offense a chance to to crawl themselves either back or pull away and, and you know in the game because uh, we know we're going to score some runs. We're at home, you know. Uh, Phoenix Municipal could be friendly to the offense, and uh, mm-hmm. like I tell our pitchers, is everyone else comes in here and they dread it. They dread coming in here to pitch and it's the thin air. The ball flies. It's harder to throw a breaking ball. All we have to do is just be one run better than they are. Be tougher and be one run better than they are. Give our offense a chance to go. And and I think we'll, you know, as long as we come out victorious, that's all that matters at the end of the day.
0: And if you can do that the next two series after that at USC and then closing out with UCLA at home, this team has what it takes, do you think, Sam, to uh, get to the finish line in first place in the conference?
3: Yeah, I mean I think anything's possible. I think we uh, you know, we're taking it obviously with old cliche one game at a time, but we have to with these young guys because that's how we've gotten to this point. You know, like like we talked about I think we're one year ahead of the curve, but these guys don't it doesn't matter to them. They they want we're in position now that we could possibly win this thing and we're just taking it one game at a time and and you know, we'll see where we're at next weekend and what we have to do in the following weekend. But uh, you know, I, I do think it's a possibility. I think, you know, we have a good weekend, two out of three here, then we're we're in the driver's seat. And that's uh that's all we could ask for. All that matters now is Friday's game and then Saturday's game. And I feel like every every single game in the pack is so meaningful. It's uh <laughs> every game matters so much that it's a playoff game, playoff atmosphere. So we just try to take one, you know, try to prepare for the next game in hand and, and see what we could do with that one.
0: It has been a fun season today, that's for sure. And we can't wait for Friday night to get here. It's ASU and Stanford, what a big three-game series. It'll be 6.30 Friday and Saturday nights, 12.30 Sunday afternoon at Phoenix Municipal Stadium. We hope to see all of you folks out there. Great insights as always, Sam. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Uh, we'll see you at the ballpark this weekend.
3: Absolutely. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for having us, and go Sun Devils.
0: Go Devils. ASU baseball pitching coach and recruiting coordinator Sam Peraza has been our guest on this segment of the Anderson Healy Show. Ray will rejoin me for the final segment of this week's show in a moment. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Now, this time out.
2: Y'all feeling lucky? Luke Combs here, and I have an exclusive opportunity for you to win a half a million dollars by joining me in the living Lucky with Luke Combs Lottery Experience. When it rains, it pours for lucky fans and lottery players who enter to win a chance of a lifetime. Join me in Nashville for a private concert at the iconic Ryman Auditorium in 2024. One lucky winner will have the chance to walk away with a half million dollars at the end of the show.
3: Enter eligible tickets on the Arizona Lottery Players Club by February 28th. Learn more at azplayersclub.com.
2: 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
0: Your moment has arrived. Welcome to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Bigger, bolder, and better with so much more to offer. Grab a cold drink and cool off in a cabana at our all-new resort pool. Or take a taste of the here and now with even more dining destinations to choose from, including our new rooftop restaurant and lounge, Prime, a Shula Steakhouse. It's time to own your moment. So you do you. It's now time for the official Game Time Munchies break with a cold, tasty brew from Lagunitas. When you're hungry from raising the pitchforks high, reach for the highly balanced Lagunitas IPA. It's wow with wings, perfection with pizza, and nearly unmatchable with nachos. Their IPA just goes with football food. We're proud to call them the official craft beer of Sun Devil Athletics. The Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. Drink Lagunitas
3: responsibly.
0: We are nearing the finish line of this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils and your host for each week's show. We're glad that you joined us this week. ASU Athletic Director Ray Anderson rejoins me now as we talk uh, some sports in the pool. Sun Devil Water Polo closed out its season on a high note last week, winning two of its three games at the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Tournament that was held in San Jose, California, as the Sun Devils ended up finishing fifth in the tournament. After an opening loss to UCLA, Coach Petra Party's team defeated the host San Jose State Spartans 10-9 to in overtime and then defeated 15th-ranked Indiana in overtime, 13 to 10, to seal that fifth place tournament finish. Ray, uh, what was your overview of this uh, just-concluded season for Sun Devil Water Polo?
1: Well, as we talked about in uh, softball, uh, uh, Petra, first-year head coach, uh, took over uh, on an interim basis, so uh, a lot of new faces. Uh, But the thing we talked about was culture. Establish your culture. Establish your expectations. Uh, and she's done a nice job. And to come on at the end of the season uh, in our tournament uh, and win two really tough games uh, in an exciting manner and particularly beating Indiana in that second one to the end of the season on two straight wins. Uh, that's a good reflection of the fact that the, the young women stayed on, they stayed bought in. And I think Petra is on her way to having a very successful uh, run here as our head coach for women's water polo. And, uh, we're excited about the recruiting class coming in. Uh, and so she's done a nice a nice job. I'm, I'm pleased with uh, this program and where we're headed, Tim.
0: We're going to close out this week with a couple of notes from the realm of track and field. The Sun Devil track and field squad competed last week at the Desert Heat Classic down in Tucson. And ASU athletes, as they seem to do week in and week out, delivered some outstanding performances. Among them, sprinter Dubem Wachuku ran the 400 meters in 44.91 seconds. That is the fastest time in the West region, the second fastest time in the nation this year, and it also happens to be the fifth fastest time in that event in Arizona state history. In addition, Jeremiah Curry ran the 200 meters in a time of 20.49 seconds, and that is the eighth fastest time. In sun devil program history all told ray arizona state in track and field this spring has 12 total top 30 marks in the ncaa national standings this year and 19 total top 30 marks in the west region this year
1: yes tim and uh you know what coach dion miller and, and, and coach ryan whiting and our others uh, shannon they're just doing a really fabulous job uh, with this track and field team on the men's and women's side. And we continue uh, to just have impressive performances week in and week out. So uh, really glad of what they have been able to uh, do uh, down in Arizona. And now we're going to be able to go on to the Pac-12 championships and have, after that to the NCAA outdoors. So uh, really doing a nice job with this track and field team. So don't be surprised as as these uh, wonderful marks continue uh, to be accumulated and posted. Uh, we expect that through the NCAA postseason. And hopefully we'll have some champions emerging. But did a wonder done a wonderful job leading this track and field program.
0: He certainly has. He's really taken the baton, if you'll pardon the pun, from uh, the former legendary coach of Sun Devil track and field, Greg Craft, and has done a remarkable job. And as Ray referenced, uh, next up for track and field, the Pac-12 Championships, they will take place over at uh, – walnut california on the mount sac campus i do believe uh, may 12th through the 14th on that note we bring down the curtain on this week's anderson healy show and thank you so much for joining us we also want to thank our show producer arizona state senior associate athletic director doug Tamaro, for his help thanks as well to our terrific engineer producer sean crespin from the sun devil radio network and to our wonderful show scheduler kim nelson from sun devil athletics we will not have a show next week. However, Ray and I will be back at this location two weeks hence with another edition of the Anderson Healy Show. We hope you'll join us then. Great seeing you, Ray. See you in two weeks.
1: Always a pleasure, Tim. Thanks for the great work. And uh, as we say, go, go devil. we got to get go this devil. done in the next two weeks.
0: You, you betcha. Till next time, for Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy. We thank you for joining us here on the Anderson Healy Show. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Anderson Healy Show, powered by Elevation, the Sun Devils' preferred home energy technology company. Tim Hovick here. You know, I always promised myself if I ever owned my own Ford dealership, I'd run it with common sense, I'd hire some really awesome people, and I'd treat all of our customers like great friends. And it would always be... A super supporter of Arizona State University. That's how I do it. I call my dealership Santan Ford and we're in Gilbert. It's where the Sun Devils go. See you
2: here. We are Santan Ford. Proud partners of the Arizona State University Sun Devils.
1: It takes hard
2: work to be the best in the game. Planning. Commitment. Resilience. Sweat. Sweat. That's why Old Dominion Freight Line, the number one national LTL carrier for quality, works hard to be the best in the game and is proud to support those striving to be the best in theirs. Old Dominion Freight Line, official freight carrier of Sun Devil Athletics, helping the world keep promises. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off, and your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime sun devils fans you know your sports stats at elevation we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world visit Poweredbyelevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today elevation is a proud partner of sun devil athletics forks up bills down
1: Y'all feeling lucky? Luke Combs here,
2: and I have an exclusive opportunity for you to win a half a million dollars by joining me in the living Lucky with Luke Combs Lottery Experience. When it rains, it pours for lucky fans and lottery players who enter to win a chance of a lifetime. Join me in Nashville for a private concert at the iconic Ryman Auditorium in 2024. One lucky winner will have the chance to walk away with a half
1: million dollars at the end of the show. Enter
3: eligible tickets on the Arizona Lottery Players Club by February 28th. Learn more at azplayersclub.com.